0: va Montiel, Montiel, no! ¡Gol! ¡Gol! Argentina campeón, Argentina campeón del mundo, Argentina campeón del mundo, Argentina campeón del mundo. Argentina campeón del mundo, Argentina es campeón del mundo, Pero el cielo lo hizo amigo. lo hizo Cuchufo, lo hizo el Tata, lo hizo Luque, lo hicieron ustedes jugadores que se ganaron el cielo, Argentina campeón del mundo. Messi es campeón del mundo, Argentina, Argentina campeón del mundo, Manolo.
1: Artachoke, here we go with another episode of the Four Man yeah. Wall, a podcast on Australian slash soccer at its finest. Although today it's all about the international game because we're talking World Cup football. I'm your host, Jashan, coming at you live from Melbourne's inner southeast. Andy is busy and Nick is sick, so it's a bit of a different squad today, but joining me like the true stalwart he is, it's the man who's just gotten private healthcare. On Twitter, he's NPL player of Scopes. Here, he is Damon Lorenzo Sarah.
2: That's exactly right. Only the best for today's episode, boys. So, yes, I'm absolutely uh, covered, and <laughs> anything silly I do from now on, I have absolutely no issues with it because I'm sure everything will be fine. Here'd you go with Allianz? No, actually I uh, I won't disclose that information. Mm. Uh Come but in. so with my cover. <laughs> Alright. And um, last but not
1: least, subbing in to help out like Paolo Debala in the World Cup final, it's Hub Regular
3: Matthew Hume. I was so immensely satisfied when Dab got subbed on. He didn't give me the Goethe S goal I was hoping for. But he scored his pen, and you that did. was the entire narrative that I wanted. I was here for, like, Paolo <laughs> Dybala to be the last-minute obscure hero for Argentina, which is a narrative that fits his um, interesting career path very well. A fascinating career
1: path, indeed. I miss Palermo Paolo Dybala, personally.
2: Now i just miss <sighs> the Paolo Dybala, just the original. The original? Like, the original. Yeah, Palermo, early UVA. Oh yeah! When he
1: first got signed, we all thought like this guy's the new Messi. Like he's gonna completely take over the world.
2: Wow! My gosh.
0: Alas, I remember getting
2: him on like FIFA 16 career mode, and he was he had the potential. Like it was like 93 or 92. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those those are the Paolo Dybala memories that I most fondly remember.
3: Oh, big time.
1: Absolutely.
2: Like, FIFA 16 also, a pretty damn good FIFA, it must be
1: said. One of the better ones, uh, in my humble opinion. But we shall get stuck into it. Yes, Paolo Dybala, part of the World Cup winning squad, Argentina Campones. They have won. It was a fucking amazing game. I'll ask you boys both, where were you when you were
3: watching Leo Messi lift up that World Cup trophy? To be honest, I'm... May have already gone to bed, because I was fucking tired. So you Uh, watched it at home? Yes, I was... And, like, the second the last penalty got scored, you were instantly to sleep. Oh, not quite. I, like, hung around (laughs) for a bit, but I didn't didn't stick around. Once it was pretty clear they were going to take a little while to get to the uh, presentation, I wasn't going to... Yeah, having already had an extra hours worth of game yeah. with like extra time and penalties and that, I'd only had two hours sleep or something. At that point, I was not going to. Uh... That's a fair point. Say, I had to I had to rally myself um, about twenty minutes into the second half by going and having like. 4am, like, 2am breakfast or whatever, because otherwise I was not going to make it through. Not a chance. Oh, of, course, of uh, course. But I was, yeah, I was at home on my couch watching with my brother um, oh. and just reveling in one of the best football games I have ever watched. It Truly incredible scenes.
1: Shout out to Anthony Hume as well. Good man. Good lad. Big Iran fan. Where were you, Damon? Where were you
2: watching it? Well, uh, watching Messi lift the trophy. Just the game in general, but yes. I was watching it with my uh, mates. I went to, woke up at one thirty and and then uh, drove to my mates' place and we watched the game. Yeah, I, I was actually, on the back roads of uh, Marutna and Tatura when Messi was probably lifting the trophy. So uh, you were driving through the the hinterlands. The hinterlands of the the orchard, uh, strewn landscape. <laughs> <laughs> so neither, none
1: of us got to actually... Because I, I went home as soon as the game finished because I was also exhausted and somewhat inebriated at the bar there. So none of us actually got to see Messi lift the trophy live, nor Emilio Martinez, his Golden yes. glove celebration?
2: No. <laughs> I uh, didn't quite have the uh, the privilege of watching it live.
1: <laughs> Alas. Um, is this... Math, you've already, you've already kind of mentioned it. Is this like...
3: It came. It's the greatest World Cup final I think I've watched. It's uh, The greatest final, definitely the only one. Or the only one, and obviously, um, part of me is like, oh, is it recency bias? But then I'm like, the other one I can think of is already eight years ago. The, I've seen five, six of them. I've seen five of them now. Oh, mm-hmm. six was my first World Cup. The only one that I think compares to this that I watched was uh, Argentina Germany. Yeah. Goethe's 119th minute winner, yes, which I've already yeah. mentioned once. That was another one for me. Germany was so I wanted to win that World Cup. Germany won that World Cup. I was a happy lad. France Italy was a pretty good one in 06 as well.
2: Yeah, that's probably my favourite. They, kind of,
3: they kind of always do typically deliver. Like if France Croatia was a world, great World Cup final. As well. Like yes, the World that, Cup that final that just always brutal. delivers. Like, you've. It it until we until we have one year where we rock up to the World Cup final and someone gets dusted four 0 and it's just never looking close, like well, it wasn't. What was France Croatia? Wasn't that like
0: four? That was four
3: two, but yeah. they only really kicked away like late, late, right, Joshon. Like it wasn't. There was faith. There throughout. was
1: hope until like the 60th minute odd mark. Yeah, um, but yeah, but it. it and I mean kind of that
3: the fact the that they like a two goal lead as Martin Tyler loves to say is a dangerous lead no, because you're no. only ever one goal away from it being a one goal lead and then anything's possible. So like, Martin Tyler likes to
1: say a lot of things. There was lots on during the night like when Argentina well, went two goals up and they were uh, leading for like 50 odd minutes and looking comfortable there was a lot of like fuck we hate Martin Tyler because he was just droning on a lot. Yes. And then obviously Mbappe just turned on the heater. I and made it yeah, I, I just
2: awesome. got to say like for the majority of the game I was on the verge of falling asleep. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It is only lucky in the 80th minute that... <laughs> or whenever... Was that in the 80th minute? And I think it, Yeah, well, I think it was in the 80th minute. And, like, that was the only time, I think like, France had that, done anything yeah. of no... Oh,
1: they looked tepid. And it was odd, because, obviously, Deschamps made his call to sub off Giroud... Uh, and Dembele, I think, in the 40th minute yeah. for two blokes who had barely played all tournament. That's and right. I was like, like, okay. And that's
2: what I really noticed with the France bench. Like, they had no one on the bench. Like, you had Komen and... Coman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Koeman's a good came player. Rane Rane has been pretty good. Yeah. My boy I mean, Randy. I mean, comes on. He's a
1: gun, obviously.
2: Oh, Kamavinga was sensational when he came on. But yeah. the attacking players, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously, well, your Benzema's...
3: That, they were lacking Benzema throughout the whole tournament. Who...
2: France is this nation where you just all assume has all this great attacking uh, force up front, but we were kind of like, well, they've got no one to bring off the bench.
1: Well, they didn't
2: need to take off Giroud and Dembele in the 40th minute. They yeah, could have played no, they, they were absolute dog shit. Yeah, I, have I to think, say. they They were so bad. I think that Despite. one was a... A move a
3: bit of desperation like they were feeling rattled and that uh, i don't think the game was as dull as you guys were making out because like argentina does this great thing that keeps games kind of interesting because the second they hit out in front no matter who they're playing <laughs> they seem to really settle in and welcome yeah. invite pressure which is someone mm. who's been cheering for argentina in every single game except the australian one is really... It's a really stressful way. I mean, I should be used to it. I'm an Atletico fan. But it's a really stressful (laughs) way of playing football because you just... As they did with the Netherlands, you just kind of always feel inevitably a goal's coming at some point. Because it's like, how long... And that's the thing, the fact that eventually they gave away the penalty and then mere seconds later, they scored again. And at that point, I was like, oh, dude, they're
2: in fucking trouble here. This is... Yeah. That moment... With uh, Kolo Milani through on goal, and the then save Matthew man, oh, oh. Wanna save Oh! Oh, can Board I flashbacks to Garen Quall? Yeah, it did. Oh, didn't d- it?
3: can I? Can I hot take here? Mate, of course. So he's a dead set. He's um, one of the most um, awful athletes as a person possibly. Well, not like that, oh, but like he's a, he's absolutely. an absolute wanker. <laughs> uh, I kind of love him for it, but he's an absolute menace. But <laughs> hot take here with that save. Also, the Garen qual save, the two penalty saves in uh, the shootout against the Netherlands, the penalty save in this shootout, and the fact that he lifted the trophy. Uh, mm-hmm. I think your Emmy Martinez has, in one tournament, assured a top 10 all-time goalkeeper legacy. All time? That Jesus! Saved, pound for pound, in terms of what that save meant, that's probably the single most important save in the history of football.
0: Yeah.
3: Like that that's was hundred and twenty. If that goes, goes in, it's two. over. France is one. That was like hundred and twenty plus two. Yeah, that's right.
1: That's a good point. He must be going to a,
3: like Aston Villa. Obviously, are
2: a fair club, but like he's he's going to a, a top team surely. Mm. I don't know. I don't. I don't see it. I don't see him going to a Barca or a Madrid. I, I don't
3: think he's as PSG. good at
2: club level. I I think yeah. he's like an
3: elite version of a Choa. He's Let's like yeah he, yeah yeah. He's better at club level than a Choa. Well, but, a lot again, of these
1: Argentinian players just step up for the national team. Like Di Maria as well. Like, Di Maria has so honestly bad. been
3: washed at club level for a couple of years. was oh, easy. He was class oh, in this That's game. the other thing. That, that's the best goal I've seen in a very long time. Oh, Everything about that. that goal was perfect. There was only oh. one player in that entire sequence that took more than one touch. It was messy. The mm. second touch pass he made is yeah. one of the best finesse balls I have just ever seen. And then everything was one touch, all the way up to Di Maria. Yeah. First touch goal. Just... The way he bounces the ball over the amazing.
2: keeper as well. Yeah, it's
1: spectacular. So, and Lurie is obviously not a bad keeper. It's Hugo Lurie. He's pretty and good. And he, he kept, he kept France in it for a, for a little oh, bit. Oh, he was He's looking good. But um, Damo, I'll ask you this. Obviously, hindsight of 2020, but Jules Koundé started it right back and, quite frankly, got eaten alive. Uh, by Di Maria and, and yeah, um, a yeah. lot of the Argentinians, would you have been tempted to start Ben Pavar instead, given that Ben Pavar is actually a right back?
2: Well, I was pr- I was pretty surprised that he didn't receive any game time really mm-hmm. at all. I, I, th- I think he might have played against Tunisia. He uh, played
3: uh, against us as well. He did,
2: and, he and played, then seemed to fall out of favour. So I didn't even see him. Uh, but yeah, I was really surprised he wasn't given more faith by Scaloni. I thought. I mean, um, Deschamps, because in his previous showings at the World Cup, he scored a worldie. Uh um, uh And he was generally one of France's better players. Possibly something to do with ability to play uh, against a type of player. Maybe he thought Koundé could have done a better job against Di Maria. You know, as you say, hindsight and all that, but... I don't know. I, just, like, I
1: would have thought it just provided a bit more pace, a bit more
2: mobility. It doesn't really, though. Like, I suppose. I think, but I, this is what I'm trying to get at. That Like, France, is, their players, are they've got the all these players, but they just seem to be missing something. They're, they're all central midfielders and they're all centre-backs. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to pinpoint where the issue lies, but they're kind of not specific to their positions.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, let's be honest, like Mbappé obviously dragged it back into this game. Um, that, if that's Mbappé wasn't especially. playing, this game was oh, done. Two Neil yeah. snooze Because You mentioned that Di goal was the best you saw. I think that Mbappé finish with the volley... Oh, no. Just, Until
2: I saw that goal, Yeah, <laughs> that, is, that is by far, in a way, probably the best goal I've seen. Just the, the time yes. in the match. Yeah, yeah the exactly. Difficulty. Mm. Everything about it is just this... spot on.
3: This World Cup has made me a big believer in Mbappe. Yeah. I'll obviously, I'll openly admit the fact that I don't follow and watch club football champions league anywhere near as much as I used to. So, a lot of these younger guys, I've not seen insane amounts of... But, like, I watched him as a 19-year-old at the last World Cup when France yeah. won. And, like, he's very Ooh. good in that. But oh, yeah. I've always kind of been like... Yeah, and he's been the logical... Well, for a long time, he might, like, a bunch of others look like he was going to be the logical choice to assume the mantle of best in the world when Messi and Ronaldo finally hung it up or, you know, tailed off. Yep. I was sort of a believer that he'd now been eclipsed by Haaland.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: I, I don't think he's been eclipsed by Haaland.
2: No, well, <laughs> he <he's insane>. is not <laughs> And
3: I, I don't, despite the fact that he's statistically more impressive at the same age, I have a hard time believing he will eclipse Messi when all is said and done because I just think Messi is a, such a different stratosphere. Well, he's now the goat. Saying. Like
1: he's a first, like, World Cup winner, Copa yeah. America winner. He well, yeah. Assuming
3: who we who we are. Okay, who do we here on this podcast? If we're all now like Messi is definitely the goat, who do we yeah. think he's actually like finally seen off by winning this World Cup? Is it we think this is he's definitely better than Ronaldo, or is this a Okay, I'm happy now saying he's better than Pele and Maradona.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, definitely better than Ronaldo, I just think, in terms of legacy. because yeah. I just, definitely that's my thing. I don't
3: think Cristiano. Ronaldo's close. He never no, has. Right, he's got to be close. Ronaldo, I mean, he's he's not, done a Ronaldo's lot. Of... A, Ronaldo's a really good footballer, but he's yeah. not Leonardo. He doesn't hold a candle to Messi, and he never has. Well, that's that's unreasonable. I mean, like, there's a the fact that hasn't Ronaldo
1: nearly scored 100 international goals? Messi owns. If you
3: scored. want, if you want to do stats, Messi holds pretty much every re, re, like, meaningful midfield forward record. And if you want to go just eye test, Messi just does things better than Ronaldo does. Basically, all uh, I think the thing Except is like Ronaldo's the reason why Messi's been able to
1: do it better for longer is just the terms like the way they play their game. Like Ronaldo, when he was at his peak, it was also just he's just a superior athlete, right? He's got oh, yeah. a physical boost on just everyone else who yeah. plays against It's not whereas... just Messi's
3: longevity, though, that's made him better. Yeah. I think at their peaks Messi, yeah, that
2: peak. Yeah. Messi, like, getting older, he's been able to uh, change his game. Yeah, Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And I think Ronaldo hasn't been able to do that. Mm-hmm. I think Ronaldo's still that same winger he was at Manchester United, where he was trying to do all these step overs, like, <laughs> trying to be the showman, but hasn't actually become an integral part of the team. Yeah. Whereas Messi, Messi makes has everyone become that, yeah. That's that, the biggest that thing. Integral part of the team. And that's what, at the end of the day, that's what matters most. You play with, you play with Messi
3: and you get better. You play with Ronaldo. I'm not saying that if you play with Ronaldo, you inherently won't get better, but I don't think there's that Ronaldo doesn't lift you up in the same way that Messi does. I think that's a big factor. But what I was was thinking watching Mbappe's performances at this World Cup uh, has me convinced that there's a very good chance that he will run closer to Messi's legacy than anyone. Like, I think he'll definitely eclipse Ronaldo. Um, And I think he's he's a good chance at at least running close to Messi's legacy. Especially if this France team stays relevant for at least another World Cup. Oh, they will. They will, I
1: mean... Oh, like, think with... the fucking teenagers, for God's sake. Dembele yeah, like, is young.
3: If Mbappe ends up with two of them, if not more, that's a huge mark for legacy.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm. Yeah, I agree. Eventually, he'll win PSG or Champions League. He can't not... Yeah.
1: Well, he owns PSG, mate. I don't know if you know the details oh, of oh, Messi! Yeah. <laughs> Messi's getting sold
3: 100%. percent messi Yeah, Out the door. <laughs>
1: Well, you see um, in the game, like, there's those awesome little uh, bits of footage of, like, after Messi scores an extra time, he, like, looks at Mbappe and just does a little gesture. And then Mbappe obviously scores again, and then he looks at Messi and does his little gesture. And it's just like, wow. It's a, it's a beautiful rivalry, even if they do play on the same club. But you, you can't imagine Mbappe will let Messi stay there for much longer. <laughs>
3: oh, I don't know. I think this, if they're sensible and professional enough, they'll just get oh, on with come it. come on now. And Since
1: when a footballer is sensible and professional?
3: Well, Messi yeah. is. I do. That's the one aspect of Mbappe's game and makeup. I still have doubts
2: over. Apparently, like Mbappe has these attitude problems, and I understand that. Obviously, at PSG, he's got a bit of a an ego about him. But from what I saw during the World Cup, there was no nothing f- from him that's that yelled out that he had a bloody massive ego and that. He was disrespecting the oppositions every time they played. Do you and... guys reckon that's a credit to Didier Deschamps that,
3: like, yeah, it's a it's a different environment from PSG that he's made it, you know, clear yeah. to Mbappe. Obviously, you're the star player here, but this isn't your team. You don't call the shots because everything we hear is that he basically calls the shots at PSG. And you've seen things. Like, I can remember earlier seeing this year, seeing a clip of like them on the counter-attack or something, like Messi and him, Neymar and him and that, and he was like screaming for the ball down the left wing, and they went to the right, and he just stopped and pulled up and stood there as the rest of the play finished up, and eventually a cross came across that went through uncontested right past the back post where he would have been probably unmarked if he'd followed all the way through, and I was like, wow, you are a petulant child. But I've not seen a <laughs> single second of that in the
1: World Cup. Yeah, we could talk about, we could talk about the star's... All day long, but I reckon I want um, one of you boys just to pick another name uh, from both these World Cup teams who have, I think, in your mind, been instrumental in taking the teams to the final. I'll go first. Alexis McAllister deserves oh, a shout out. He's already taken the best one. I yeah. know I have. I've I, <laughs> I planned it yeah. all out. How good is this kid? How good is this kid who plays for goddamn Brighton who's about to be playing in the Carabao Cup against, against some, like, <laughs> shit of third division English team? Like, I, he was out there... Oh, I have but, to say, yeah. Oh. No, go on. No,
2: no, no. That's a, i I've, I've vented. I, I have to say... Sorry to interrupt anyway, but... I have to say, every time he got the ball, I... Every now and then, I thought it was messy. Genuinely! Yeah, I genuinely yeah. thought it was Messi because he wears number twenty. Yeah. I think yeah. <laughs> it looked, it almost looked like identical, like from the obviously the, the camera view from the t- telecast view. Yeah, yeah it yeah. looked like yeah, Messi sometimes. Just kind of the way he touched, hair. the way he moved,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the okay.
2: dribbling—it all looked so similar to Messi. And I'm thinking, oh, ah, yeah, this bloke's bloody got something about him. Craziest thing. Mm-hmm, I'll do some quick
3: research here, but I have this real feeling. Yes. I don't think he started the Saudi game. I don't think he was starting at the start. No, of the no, no,
1: no. Yeah, he came in later. And I think by, starting, by like, the end of it, and,
3: and that game, he's for example, breakout player of the tournament, easy. And uh, yeah, I mean, like think there, there 20 are a few very...
1: Argentinians you could. You could like Enzo Fernandez has been very good. Yes. Um, whatchamacallit, call it? Alvarez as well. or do
3: you want to just yeah. steal all the names to your own question then, mate? <laughs>
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry, so that's a fair,
3: call. It's a fair call. My bad. Yeah, Paredes. Yeah, started against the Saudi Arabia game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Saudi McAllister Saudi didn't even play tough. against Saudi Arabia. Hmm. Did Saudi Arabia win Argentina the World Cup by rattling them <laughs> so much <laughs> that Alexi McAllister I'm, was involved? Come the second, the next game. I think they did. And then Arge- it's it. the um, it's the Costa Rica beating Netherlands in twenty ten effect.
1: Yeah, that's it. You're like oh. France
3: never had a wake up call because that's that's the thing. Well, yeah, they missed it because they were, they bench players against year so they wouldn't be bothered that's by right. that. Because that's the thing. Everyone that's was right. suddenly. I was someone. I came into this World Cup and I was like, yeah, obviously a little bit of it's my heart wanting Argentina to win, but I was also like, my head thinks Argentina will win. I really do believe mm-hmm. in this, you know, Argentina side, and they lost to Saudi Arabia, and a lot of people were like, well, Brazil, Brazil are easy favorites now of France. Like this Argentina yeah. team, they're going to have no chance. And I was like. It's the first game of the tournament. If they were in a crazy good group where Saudi was the only weak team and they'd just lost them, I would have been like, they're in trouble. But like, no disrespect to Poland and Mexico, but I was still pretty confident Argentina would beat Poland and Mexico. What did they do? Beat Poland and Mexico, which meant they got through, not only that, they got through topping the group. And once they'd done that, it doesn't matter whether you top the group with six points or nine points. You've topped the group, you get second, you get Australia, and away you go.
1: And after that, there's an initial result like Damo, You were obviously Saudi Arabia didn't end up making it through, but you were very, I guess, complimentary of their team. Like people kind of sleep on Saudi Arabia a little bit as having yeah, especially with her Renard as, as the boss. Like they've got some yeah, exactly class right.
2: there. Yeah, I think I I did uh, praise them because they are good players. Mm. Um, they do get paid a lot to stay in their own <laughs> country, and yes, <laughs> that's that's their only issue is that. They don't get to go to that next level. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. The Saudi Arabian League, the Saudi Pro League, incredibly good league. Many Australians have gone over there and failed. Mm. I really hope Ronaldo so, flops.
3: That'd be hilarious.
2: Yeah, that's what I said. He's going to be a Abubica. bench warmer to a Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and this absolutely would have given uh, Argentina a wake-up call that they needed, so... Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, that that is true. That Saudi Arabia, I think, genuinely won Argentina the World Cup. There you go.
1: Well, what about what about you there, Matt? Who was your um, I guess, name that other oh, name that you want to throw some uh, throw some light on?
3: Um, you've already mentioned him, but it was Alvarez for me. I mm. again, I have said I'm not as tuned in to football. I don't think even you particularly knew who he was going into this World, World Cup, and I consider nope. you were much more switched on. <laughs> and that, and that's the thing. It's I used to know all the young talent in football because I played 30 hours of FIFA a week. Yeah. (laughs) I've just started (laughs) doing that again, but I haven't religiously played a FIFA since probably like 18 or 19. So any of the kids that have really cropped up in the last few years, unless they've got to Harlem levels, I'm just not aware of them. Um, But I remember when we watched the, the start of the tournament or whatever... And it might have been the second game of the tournament where Alvarez got a couple of goals against Mexico or whatever. And we were sitting there, I was like, said to you, I think we said to each other, like, who the fuck is this Alvarez? Video? And I was like, oh, "Yeah, literally. You know, that. my brother knows who he is. And he was like, oh, yeah, this guy yeah, came from a random little Argentinian side that he was yeah, in Well, He came oh, from River Plate, all right? He came from River Plate. That's you know, not some next, random you know. little... Cup. And sure enough, I asked my brother and he was like, yeah, he basically gave me that same spiel of, yeah, he's come from here and, you know, now he's really good. He's going to be like next Agüero or something. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um and oh, he is a kid, really, and I found him in an Argentinian squad that I'll openly admit, despite cheering for them, they make themselves very hard to like at times. Yeah, he's come across as such a likable young player. Yeah, yeah. the figureheads uh, for
1: that are guys like Peridis and Depaul, who are and Martinez, like definite scumbag. Martin
3: is, yeah.
1: But, um, uh, but uh, Alvarez was literally playing at River Plate earlier this year. He didn't join City until halfway yeah, through the season. There, so
3: being broke. And now that now that I said it, now that I pause and think about it, I'm like suddenly picturing. Him, I'm picturing his FIFA 20 pitcher next to a River Plate logo and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've signed him in a FIFA save before. <laughs> but it's been yeah, so it's long. Trying to say credit for Julian Alvarez right Not now? Not in bro. the slightest. I'm more just like that's how <laughs> that's how out of touch I've fallen with FIFA that I'm forgetting <laughs> youngsters that I've signed in
2: FIFA before. But
1: what about yourself, Dana Who's yeah. um who's your name you want to shed some light on?
2: Uh I think I have to go with uh, Chua Mimi. Yes. Good call. good call. Good call good call good call. I think uh, that uh, in the wake of the devastating news that Ingolo Canto mm-hmm. was not going to be at the World Cup. And Pogba. But and Pogba. And Pogba. France needed someone to fit into that midfield and absolutely boss it. And who mm-hmm. else better than the. Uh, is he Real Madrid now? Yeah, he's Real Madrid. Same as coming up. Real from Madrid. Madrid Centre midfielder, Oedion Chouamini. Oh, so, that was that, that French, spectacular. That French, uh, pronunciation is definitely not correct. Oh. But uh, incredible name, firstly, oh, yeah. and incredible talent. Yep. He's going to be a beast for many years to come. He's, Definitely. Yeah.
3: What was that goal he scored? Was it against England, that freak goal? Yeah, I think I think it was against England. Can I just say, yeah. um, as an anecdote about him, every time I heard his name, I think particularly in the English game with that commentator, every time he was on the ball and I heard his name, it, I heard it well it sounded enough like that every time I heard it it reminded me think of uh, Joe Manny one time Australian fast bowler um, <laughs> Joe Manny <laughs> yeah, because you know Joe Manny Joe no, Manny I, I remember Joe Manny I remember Joe yeah. Manny yeah, yeah Joe Manny one off <laughs> test player um, so that's he all could I can think of every ball. time he touched the ball
1: Oh mate, he could have been a real Scott Bolin character once upon a time, but alas, he's more of a Joel Paris type character. Just <laughs>
3: wow! Oh, yeah. Well, Joe Paris is a great Big Bash player. Thank you very much. <laughs> Fuck, yeah,
1: we, we all love the Big Bash. We all love the Sydney Thunder getting bowled out for was it what, 15? F- fifteen?
3: <laughs> what, a, what a Henry Thornton yeah. taken five for three. Oh god,
1: madness! But yeah, it was against England that 2 or many goal, and that was yeah, that was, was spectacular. Incredible. And I think Very good goal. I might use that as a segue. Unless you guys have more Argentinian French points no, to channel. I uh, just uh, wanted, uh, yeah, good oh,
2: could wanna... sign off just by saying, yeah, what a incredible final it was. It really, yeah. Oh, dude, not
3: to not to be that guy, but be can I just guy. quickly get out everyone's the officiating because i've seen a lot of a lot of ah. different differing opinions ah. online and that i think depending who you are there's a lot of people that but what did everyone think about the overall quality of the officiating of the final and then i guess specifically the two penalty calls spot on so the first two penalty calls spot, spot on. on i could not agree more with Damo. i think both of each side's first penalties were a little bit soft but they were both soft but and they were both, both still considerable okay. to be penalties that mm-hmm. i don't think you could. like if you're french you cannot complain about the no. first Argentina penalty because your penalty was basically the same soft penalty. Exactly. Yeah. I thought it was an expertly officiated match.
1: Especially given all of the drama surrounding the officiating coming into it. Um, Big I'm, time. I'm glad. Yeah. I, I think this is the. Did he, think
0: did he did play did the, the Australia
1: pitch. Argentina game as well? I have no idea, to be honest. Yeah, I can't say I keep tabs on refs, if I'm honest. World yeah. final referee name Simon Marciniak or something. Simon Marciniak from Poland. Yeah. Did a good job. Did a very good job. Definitely a better job than whoever was officiating the uh, Netherlands-Argentina game. That yeah,
3: point. that quarterfinals. Three of the four games Ooh. with uh, <laughs> refereeing yeah. controversies.
1: Which was the worst one? Do you reckon in terms of the controversy, England uh, France in that quarterfinals. Port- um, no, just a, which quarterfinal had the worst yeah, yeah, refereeing in
3: general? Uh, I think probably England. Oh, it's hard. England France had a lot of very poor decisions. Argentina, mm-hmm. well, it's a thing. Morocco Portugal. That was a storm in the tea card. That was just the Portuguese being rattled because they lost to fucking Morocco. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I think, as I think, Netherlands-Argentina got out of hand and he lost control of the game. Yeah. Which made for bad scenes for football.
2: La Is that Was that La Hoz? Yeah, I think
3: so. La Yeah. And then, but yeah, the some of those decisions. Um, the fact that he missed... It wasn't a penalty because it was out of the box, but he missed the foul on Kane that would have given a direct yeah, free yeah, kick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fact that he had to VAR Kunde or whoever it was... Just absolutely rattling through Saka for that to even yeah. be awarded oh a God. penalty, yeah. a lot of yeah, just a lot of um, bad miss calls in that game.
1: Yeah, I tend to agree. I, I don't think England. <sighs>
3: I think France outplayed England on, on balance of play anyway, but there's definitely
1: enough. Don't I don't so? I
3: don't think they're officiating one France the game, but I don't think they outplayed England on the balance. I think that was a pretty dead even, if not slightly to the favour of England. Like, to the point that I felt when, when France beat England, I was, as someone who was cheering for any other team, but basically those two to yeah. win the World <laughs> Cup, I was a little bit on the stress side because I was like, ah, well, I reckon England being England has lots of vulnerabilities, and anyone else in the World Cup could definitely take England. But I was like, damn, did England just give us our best chance to remove France from the World Cup? And now they've got past England, they're just going to cruise through. Uh, uh, turned out the answer to that was no. Yeah. Bye. It was. I was a little bit concerned when they were able to sneak by England. Yeah, that was that was definitely... I think I tend to agree with you. I mean, ah, but then again,
1: with the Netherlands-Argentina thing, you have to maintain control as a referee. You can't oh, yeah, have
0: yeah.
1: scenes like that with Van Dyke body-checking blokes and, and... That was parities. kind of funny, though. It should was have, hilarious. Should have, should, have, yeah. should have
2: been booked, but good. that was funny, and it was deserved. <laughs> it was definitely deserved. <laughs> this, this was a game that know. actually made me kind of hate Messi a little bit. Really? Yeah. Just what in terms it of like the way he was the, going at the referee, or yeah, and the interviews after the game and stuff, and like this is all normal stuff that happens around a football match. You know, people talk smack; it goes both ways. Yeah. But at the end of the yeah. game, you shake hands and you get you, you go and have a beer with them at a pub or something. You go and I don't think yep. they're doing that in the World Cup. If I'm honest, demo, this
3: isn't um, Shepperson you know. football or whatever. No beers allowed in Qatar, brother. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But you know what I but mean. But I, like, I get what you say. No, I get yeah, what you say. White yeah. line fever. It shouldn't carry over. You're, yeah. you're Both professional think... athletes and like at the end of the day, it's just a game. But like when you're telling people like to piss off, and what are you looking yeah. at? Like mm. just grow up a little bit, you know? Oh,
3: yeah. But I think this is just one of those ones. Every now and again in sport, you see fixtures like this. And we see that in any... Well, often it's in intense rivalries. I'm thinking things like state of origin or, like, traditional derby matches in various codes. But every now and again, you you see, you know, instances where tensions boil over. Because that's the thing. I saw a lot of people, both within football, being like, oh, compare the pair. How the um, end of the Argentina-Netherlands game to, like, Croatian players consoling the Brazilians, and a lot of people from sports outside, Mm. sports I often like outside of football being like, oh, look how disgraceful football can be. Whereas, look at this friendly gesture from our sport, and I was kind of left sitting there like, yes, as a cycling fan, let's take the high ground as cycling fans and be like, look how nice cycling is, as if we didn't have a man (laughs) systemically bully people into keeping his secret or whatever. But it's like, these things happen in sport. Every now and again, that's just right. tensions tensions boil over. And that's the thing. The whole match, like, it wasn't, didn't make for great scenes, but I kind of wrote it off and didn't judge anyone involved in it too harshly because it just ended up being a match played in poor spirits. Both sides' emotions really got lost. out of control, and it was just that. I'm sure, well, if these two it played was each not, other it was not, week it time. It was not as bad it, as, yeah. like,
1: the Netherlands-Spain from back in the day with De Jong, like,
3: practising his karate moves out on the field, like... I don't think it got to that level, but it wasn't ideal either. But um, players getting booked in the shootout is an interesting one. Also, imagine how different that match would have been if, and I don't know whether he could have, but if he just booked the entire Dutch bench for vacating the bench. (laughs) Because Weghorst was was already on a yellow. That's it, mate. He was booked when he was on the bench. Who is Fuchs Weghorst? Who is this man? If he'd booked, he's a Harry Potter character, mate. (laughs) If he'd booked the bench for, like, leaving the bench to come at Paradez, Wacos gets sent off without even going on the pitch.
1: Literally. What a different story uh, we're telling.
3: That's it, mate, that's it. Alternatively, what if the Netherlands had won and didn't have Dumfries available because he got sent off in the shootout?
1: At the end of the day, I think, like, all the drama aside, I think the quality of actual football on display throughout all of the playoffs is, was really, really good. Yeah. Oh. Um, and at the start of the tournament, you know, you had a lot of people online complaining, oh, all these nil-all draws, it's been so shit. You can have a good nil-all draw. <laughs> this is also true. But I, I think just general football was so, so good. And I'll I'll ask you, Damon, like, what for you was the best game aside from the World Cup final to, to watch in the playoffs? Like, what really took your...
2: Uh, took your fancy. Uh, oh, geez, that's it's a hard question. Uh, I think the, the France England game was obviously very good. Like, mm-hmm. went both ways. Uh, pretty open match, and uh, but I reckon the yeah, probably the Argentina Netherlands game. Fair shout. Just
1: it, regardless, like regardless of the drama, just the, the actual football as well. Oh, well,
2: with the drama with, in it as well, I think. Yeah. It was built oh, up. Oh,
1: Weghorst scoring a 100 and, was it, 100 101st minute goal?
2: Yeah. Yes.
3: <laughs> like, yes. crazy Crazy. Stuff. 90 plus 11. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see that every
1: day of the week, do you? You don't. Yeah. Just, uh, but even um, then, like,
2: close, close second would be the Australia Argentina game.
1: That was a great game. Argentina, a lot of Argentinian games were fucking awesome. I will, I will I shout it's out the, to... It's the way
3: they play. They invite
2: pressure. That's right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. So bad at closing out games. I will just shout out to Morocco-Portugal, even though it was kind of cagier than a few of these games, I thought. Just the way Morocco handled all of the pressure by Portugal was awesome. Like, such a rigid defensive performance. Um, Amrabat, just an absolute bully in the midfield, taking care of business. Shutting guys like Fernandes out of the game, spectacular. Obviously, Bono the keeper. I had no idea he played for Sevilla, but um, yeah, that 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 team was awesome. And to, to shut down like Portugal, they got Felix, they got Gonzalo Ramos, Ronaldo, Bruno Fernandes, Bernardo Rafael Silva, Leo. Ra- Rafael Leal, exactly. But, All these oh, insanely talented guys, and to be shut out.
2: I'm gonna, yeah, oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna dispel that myth because I, I think Morocco have a good team. Oh, they do. They've got a great like, team. We, like it's no miracle that they got to the semi-finals. No, I'm not saying it's a miracle. I'm saying the way they defended was. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it is a general is. consensus that they get to the semi-final is a like a oh. genuine shock. But they have like world class players. I wouldn't call I it think a miracle. is the best
1: right back in the world.
3: Yes. I wouldn't call it a miracle. I do think it's a shock. The simple reason. They're the first ever African nation and only the third ever non-European and South American nation to make the semis. That is instantly a shock. And can you can you genuinely look me in the eye in any of their knockout stage matches and say, oh yeah, Morocco's easily the better team on paper here. They're the team expected to win. They were the underdog in every game. They're better than a lot of people give them credit for but like you'd still be backing Spain that Spain side to beat them i you know, well, I, don't know.
1: I don't know what happened to spain you'd back portugal spain to beat them to and out. you
3: were definitely backing france to beat them and i would just want to say they they played a real good game against france there was considering france went up yeah. pretty quickly morocco morocco kept well in it and you know there was there was belief there right until that Colomani goal with 10 minutes to go. I'm going to go with, just in terms of that, it's hard to think. I think Netherlands-Argentina was really, really great, but I'll take one of the other quarterfinals. I, think, I think Pretty much any game that Croatia played, Croatia just played such a cagey style of football. Oh, yeah. they were
1: terrible to watch. It was but unless yeah.
3: That unless... <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Everyone has... There's this there's such a... And it seems becoming more and more there's, there's such an American mentality of that uh, for a sporting fixture to be good, it has to be an offensive onslaught. Like Joshana, I don't know whether Damon will get this reference, Joshana, but everyone everyone thinks a good sporting contest has to be that Bills Chiefs match from like week 17, or sorry, from the playoffs last year, where they yeah, scored yeah. like five touchdowns in the last minute and 50 seconds because the two quarterbacks were just playing at an insane level. That's not the case. A really cagey football match with good goalkeeping on display. That's the thing. Lavakovic, Livakovic
0: um, Livakovic Livakovic
3: For me personally, as good as Emi Martinez was, as good as is it Benoa is the yeah, yeah, yeah keeper. Benoit. Is that? Oh, no. I think Livakovic is keeper of the tournament. He made so many mm. not just shoot. That's the thing. He
2: yeah, was that.
3: Legendary in that shootout to get them past Japan. Oh yeah. And then he was an insane level in regular play to keep doing that because Brazil dominated Croatia
0: oh yeah he was legendary in the shootout against Brazil as well oh yeah
3: but that's the thing and then you know so it was an intense game it went to extra time I think we all thought it was over for all money when Neymar scored just before was it just before half time of the um, extra time Uh, yep it was beautiful as well fairly well last minute One hundred seventeenth minute Yep, Petkovic with a deflection goal levels it all up at one-one, and then Lavakovic comes oh out again to be a hero. Admittedly, I think oh, I forgot what his name is, but the uh, Brazilian coach made terrible tactics with his penalty his penalty order. How does Thiago
1: Silva not have a pen? How does
3: Neymar not have a pen? Two different madness. He's got that mentality of oh, your best penalty taker has to go fifth. At worst, they should ever they should go third. Because that guarantees they take a penalty. You cannot have your best penalty taker going fifth. Because to get to the clutch penalty, you need to have scored. But yeah, Silva's never missed a penalty. Didn't take one. Neymar's great at penalties. Didn't take one. Who was it? Um, Marquinhos Marquinhos, never taken a professional penalty. Yeah, Marquinhos never taken a professional penalty. Casemiro had never taken a professional penalty. He at least scored his. And Rodrigo had only taken three in his career. And he had him go up second. You look at the Is players
2: who wh- who've kicked the winning penalty at a World Cup, and who was it for Argentina? Montiel. Ugh. Yeah, like it was Montiel, fairly obscure player. And then I was almost annoyed when Montiel yeah. walked up. I was like, no, I wanted this to be someone. That's right. I knew. Yeah, I exactly. To be In 2006, like... the one, the man himself, Fabio Grosso. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Fabio Grosso. It's a so good these players. It's a great point, because like, look at that France-Argentina shootout. Who were the first two people to take penalties? Mbappe and Messi. Who were the two yep. best players on that football field? Mbappe and Messi. Just get yes, them out of the way. Mate.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, lo- like, load it up. Get the goals in. It's just... I don't know, it's yeah. like, was it... As, like, Damo, for you, obviously, being half Italian, you're probably pro this, but was Tite's choices as bad or worse than Southgate's in the Euro final?
2: Oh, I can't even, uh, for, yeah, probably. Um, probs, 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 probs.
0: That's, that's a hard
2: question because, yeah, you could just say yes. Indeed. You could yeah.
1: indeed, and then that will get the job done. Has he, l- I feel like he's lost his job, or at least he was. He's died. Yeah,
3: he if he hasn't, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty
2: sure he would have had to. But he's I think definitely he already done. been sacked. Yeah understand. I think he walked, anyway. He walked. he walked. He walked, walked like a
1: pigeon. <laughs> 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 he walked like a pigeon down the goddamn, yeah. Off you go, buddy. Off you go. You hate to see it. Ay, 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 ay. But yeah, regardless, uh, semis ended up being Croatia versus Argentina. Argentina would win 3-0, and Morocco versus France. France would win 2-0. Um, did you boys watch the third place playoff
0: live?
2: No. Nah. I was at a, uh, I was out partying and uh, watched it very uh, vaguely. Out partying, you reckon?
1: Down the deck?
2: You're down the deck, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the vibe like? Shit, it was terrible. <laughs> uh, but luckily, the football was on. Uh, so you were partying, but like they had the football on at the same time. They did, yeah. They uh, had it outside, so <laughs> I went out. <laughs> okay.
1: I, I bring this up because um, like, Croatia, I don't know why we didn't take Ante Rebic to this tournament, but we definitely lacked a kind of striking presence. Like, yeah. Levia scored once or twice, Petkovic scored once or twice, but just like a genuine like target man up front to lead the line. And a, a lot of different players scored, like Orsic scored in this game against Morocco, but also Josko Gvardiol. and I want to bring him mm. up just because like, he's, a, he's, a, he's insane. The masked man himself uh, mm-hmm. plays for Leipzig, obviously. He's going to be a leader for years to come.
2: He'll be playing on somewhere big. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. In a matter of time. Oh, yeah. I
3: don't, I don't know that we can name a full 11, but do we want to try and put together, like, a breakout team of the tournament, seeing as yeah. the World Cup's always good for this every four years, a bunch of guys pop up that you sign in your next four FIFA saves, and then you forget <laughs> about half of them. Yeah. Is it Jairovic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Shout out to Izet Harovich, man. The Bosnian hurts the governing star. Where is Izet
3: playing these days? Oh, I think I looked this up the other day. It's somewhere really obscure.
1: He's playing in Greece.
3: Yes. Madness. Gross. For a Greek club what? I've never heard of.
1: Aris. Plays Aris. in... A... It's Born in year. Brug, Switzerland. Or oh, Bruges, I suppose. It's probably pronounced, <laughs> pronounced Bruges. Yeah, I reckon we can try and put together a little breakout team yeah. to the tournament. Okay. On goalkeeper?
3: the fly. Like, was it, is it Benu or Lavakovic?
1: Well, Lavakovic is 30. It has to be Lavakovic. Uh, as a goalkeeper, you can break out however old you want to be. Actually, never mind. He's 27. Yeah, Lavakovic.
2: Yeah,
3: Lavakovic
1: for me, 100%. Yeah, no, I
0: agree. Lavakovic.
1: Lavakovic! Superstar. Right Ah, jeez. Right Hakimi? Back, I mean. But Hakimi's already a gun, though. This is... Yeah. Bester in the world There's at himself. Well cup. He's broke out from being, like, top five right-back to bona fide best right-back on the planet.
3: I'm kind of, yes, yeah. Sir. I'm tempted to put in there just because I'm struggling to have anyone really leap off Or the, the, the um,
2: guy or from Saudi Arabia. Can't remember his, if he was left-back or right-back. I think he was right. If he's a left back, he's not making it because I know
3: who, I'll tell you who the left back is for free. Yeah, right it's Borna
1: Sosa, brother. Old headed guy.
3: Oh, that's not where I was going. That's Borna Sosa. Mate, Sosa. left back's is his bitch.
2: Oh. It has to be as is. Even though he's definitely played at World Cups before.
3: Oh, but you can
1: Are you the can centre play backs? It a are well. the centre backs in that case, if we're going strong, Sutar and Vardial? I reckon. Absolutely. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, That's I'll, a I'll goddamn in key, centre-back pairing. I'll put Hakimi
3: in, in it right back for the time being, and if we can come up with a better name. No, nah, Hakimi strung it centre-back. I think
1: Romero as well for Argentina was a gun from start to finish. He already played for Tottenham, but I think he confirmed yep. himself as, like, elite, elite, because Ossimendi is a bit of a loose cannon. So Romero had to do a lot of covering um, over the course oh, of Saoud. the
2: tournament. Saud abdul Saoud. Saoud. Ah, yeah. That was yep, the strong, bloke. Cool. Absolute. If he wanted to, he could 100% go over and play for bloody whoever he wanted. But,
1: like you say, why would he? He's making millions upon millions millions of bucks every game.
3: That's it. Um, McAllister and Chimeney, is it as simple as that in the centre midfield? Well, I mean,
1: McAllister can play as a winger as well. Um, and, and typically does so at Brighton. Like, he's more of an attacking presence than a, like... Because essentially midfielders for Argentina, I would think of more as, like, Enzo Fernandez or, or Paredes or... Like, kind of just played... The
3: they played three in the middle. They played a 4-3-3 yeah. three, three with um, wingers. You have
2: to chuck um, Sofia and Amrabat in there as well. Yep, Amrabat has to be in it for me. Af- yep,
3: um, has I'm happy to with be that. Chimeney and Amrabat.
1: Yeah. So are we building a 4 3 one here? It's the best formation, so let's go with yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we shout out to Jose Mourinho. All right, okay. All right, right all right. Mid- right, okay. Right midfield. Um, are we considering Alvarez Alvar- Alvar a winger or as a striker? Hmm.
3: Uh, well, see, sometimes they played with wingers, sometimes they played with strikers. He's probably a bit more of a... St- he can play on the... W- well. On.
2: On. I'm, I'm going to go with Witsu Doan. Oh, good, strong choice. Mate, he was—he gu- was so Sorry. good. The Japanese fella.
3: Oh, easy, easy. Mm. He was—he had a brilliant tournament.
2: Yeah, yeah. Place for Freiburg over there. Uh, not bad. A goal he scored from outside the box against Spain. Like oh. that's all time. Mm. Easily.
1: No, hundred percent agree. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. It's either Dawan or it's Matty Leckie.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I feel, I feel, I feel, yeah, no, I'd, honestly, like, he deserves a shout. Because well, I'll tell you, you want to know who the left mid is?
1: Go on, then. Craig Goodwin. It's Craig Goodwin. Craig Goodwin. That's a good win from Goodwin. Oh, no, I have David. to agree. Uh,
3: I mean, you, I know okay. you know, I'm assuming your lads talked about it um, last night, but fuck me, that free kick he scored on the weekend.
2: Yeah, we did. That was our goal of the week. It's yeah, only, that was insane. the only thing
3: I want to focus on from the A League this weekend is how good that free kick was. Absolutely yes. nothing else happened as far as I can remember.
1: Well, we do go into quite a bit of depth regarding um all the uh, all the drama and I can't and imagine. I'm
3: looking forward to hearing. It's it.
1: good chat. Uh, but the thing, if we go Goodwin there, then we have only got what two spots left, right? And Alvarez yeah. for me has to be in there. Gakpo has to be in there.
2: Mm, Gakpo. Gakpo's oh. left mid, isn't he? Well, he played um, striker for the actual left mid.
3: Oh, there's an easy fix to this. Oh, obviously, mm. we've got to fit... Okay, so we've got... If we, okay, if we take... Well, keep doing that. So at this point, we've got four spots to fill, and they've got to come from Doan, Goodwin, Gakpo, Alvarez, and McAllister.
1: Right. What about so Gonzalo who's... Ramos, the Portuguese fellow? Mm. He only had one game, but he was very, very good.
3: Yeah, uh, but I don't think that's enough to weigh out the other two guys who could go in at striker, which is Alvarez and Gakpo. Gakpo, you can okay. only put at striker. He played nowhere else during the tournament. Okay. I think mean, he
1: played as a cam
3: a little bit, maybe. Mm, like possibly. Well, if he didn't get subbed off for Wacolos, maybe. Because I know he plays as a winger for club, but he yeah, basically yeah, yeah. played exclusively as their striker yeah, this okay. tournament. Yeah, okay. Fair enough.
1: All right, so we want Gak- Gakpo as striker, yeah, Cody Gakpo. Godpo, and then we've got four spots with Doan, McAllister, McAllister has Alvarez. to be
3: the attacking midfielder.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: So... McAllister so, so. has to be a midfielder.
1: Goodwin, yeah. Alvarez, and Doan for two spots.
3: It's tough.
2: It's tough. It's
0: tough.
3: What if, what if we go full France and just <laughs> ditch Hakimi because he was already one of the best of the world? And just play Cremy out of position at right back. We'll play McAllister <laughs> out of finger. position at I'll centre mid. And then play Alvarez on the wing. And we'll just play Goodwin at Camp.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Goodwin does not play Camp. Goodwin is a left winger by trade and solely a left winger by trade. Oh look, I look look, let's just embrace the bias. Goodwin has to be in there uh, left wing. I kinda no wanna leave the one right.
3: out for Alvarez if I'm on it. He's <laughs> Goodwin, Goodwin's amazing. He's made himself pretty. a Socceroos legend, but there's a difference between announcing. So, like Goodwin probably won't be at the next World Cup. No, absolutely not. He's too old. Alvarez is a big hope for continued Argentinian relevance going forward. I was actually having oh, a chat yeah. with my brother about this. I think they need. I don't think the mess, the person to fill Messi's shoes, is probably in that squad just yet. But like Enzo, and um. Alvarez and and McAllister, they're already the integral support pieces in place for the next World Cup or two. Yeah, just and Romero at centre back
1: too. Yeah,
3: they've just got to find that man to take over from Messi as, yeah. like, the centrepiece of the side. One
1: of them could very well be it. I mean, like, Lautaro Martinez is still young as well. Like, he's going to be there as well.
2: Um, oh my God, I couldn't even hit a brick wall. <laughs> that
3: man is up there contending with Romelu. Like, if we were to do our worst players of the tournament team, it would be really hard to decide on the striker between Lautaro Martinez mm. or Romelu Lukaku. No, it's, gonna, it's gonna be
1: Lukaku just for rocking up you, in that one fucking you... half of football <laughs> and missing oh, yeah. about ten Wait, of the easiest he, shots of oh. your life. Life, when you struggle,
3: when you struggle at the one thing you need to do as a striker, which is score goals, that's a problem. I tell you what,
1: we'll leave Goodwin out because instead we'll bring in Graham Arnold as the coach of the tournament. Yes, the yeah, player yeah, coach, nice yeah. yeah, you... coach of the tournament. There we go. our Australian. Graham
3: Arnold, yeah, the coach of the tournament. Yeah, you like that? You like that segue? That was <laughs> class.
1: But yeah, uh, Le Keep, obviously the French football uh, publication, uh, Sporting, just... just
3: general sporting.
1: Fair shout. But they are based in France.
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh, they are French. Yes. Yeah. It's, French one of the, it's probably sporting, the biggest sports yeah. magazine on the planet.
1: Yeah. Up there with um, your ESPNs and your markers and your whatever. But they, they voted uh, Graham Arnold as coach of the tournament. How good? I mean, like... Based on what uh, criteria? I've got no idea. I don't read French. But... Yeah, okay. Damo, you did pronounce uh, Aurelian Chouamani's name earlier pretty fluently, so I imagine <laughs> you do read French. So if you can just go and read the article for us and let us know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the key
1: Ooh, apparently
3: he's point. likely to sign a new deal, according to The Guardian.
1: Really? Oh, I don't trust a thing The Guardian says, no mate. Yeah. So no, really
3: really with, with so an absolute bucket we... load of salt. Have we seen how <laughs> ridiculous those celebrations down in Buenos Aires are? How many people... Oh my goodness. It's those awesome. Absolutely incredible. It's like, you it's thought awesome. Fed Square was packed.
2: Yeah. Sort of the entire city awesome. of, Pretty Argentina's sure the whole neighbourhood to into the was, yeah. centre of Buenos Aires. The whole CBD is just absolutely bloody
1: chockers. Oh, it's madness. It's absolutely madness. And it's I will say, is. not a single flare has been lit. See that you uh, can celebrate uh, with using mm-hmm. It has
3: apparently ended in a riot, though. Ah, so. oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> John, I hate to say that it. Was, damn it!
2: Ah <laughs> oh, well, it was it was good while it lasted. Oh shit! Talking about um Google Translate. Did, uh, did you see the um on uh, Instagram, Alexis McAllister's?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, oh, is that incredible. his girlfriend or is that just yeah, some random? Wife I think right it's his girlfriend. Oh so it's god! Fun. Yeah,
3: have you seen this, Matt? Yeah, I have.
1: Oh my god! Well, on the topic
3: of Instagram, did we see that uh, Lionel Messi's photo of him holding the trophy yeah. Yeah. officially broke the long-standing record of the egg as the most liked Instagram post? Oh, uh, yes. hell yeah! He has four awesome. of the four of the top five now. are Lionel oh, Messi man.
2: posts. Wow.
3: So, God, anyone, anyone who tries to give me the whole, like, oh, athletes aren't that famous, like, I bet you way more people know who, like, Beyonce is than, you know, follow some sport or whatever, I'm pretty sure you can lock, le- he may not be the most famous person on the planet, but I reckon Lionel Messi is the most popular man on the planet.
1: So, yeah, I know. Despite being a convicted who, tax evader.
2: Oh, exactly. Who is more famous than Leo Messi? Who is more recognisable than, uh, say, a president?
3: Maybe LeBron? Ah. Uh, LeBron possibly, obviously presidents, but if we want to rule them out. Maybe Leo DiCaprio? The big, big music stars like, yeah, I would have said, you know, Beyonce, Taylor, Ed Sheeran. Drake. Drake. Eminem. Oh, well, to be fair, Leo Messi
1: has 405 million followers and Drake only has 127 million followers. But that, so And that's go. the thing,
3: I think it might be Messi people under, like football is a built hundred like, level of crazy? I do
2: not. I would hundred percent say Leo Messi is the most recognizable, most influential name on the planet.
3: Ronaldo is possibly the one contender.
1: Ronaldo has a five hundred and twenty million Instagram followers.
3: There you go, because Ronaldo has that extra That's thing. It was like when um, <laughs> Warnie Warney passed away. I had a bit of a debate with one of my friends because she was like, "I don't get why everyone's like making this such a big deal. Like he's just you know, an athlete." And I was like, "You're cripplingly underrating." Just yeah. how famous Shane Ward was. And then like mm. the next day there was like headlines in the UK and everything. She came back to me. She was like, Oh, and I was like, Yeah, yeah. he wasn't just some bloke who played. like this like star athletes are legit celebrities. That's it, mate. And it
1: yeah, goes it goes, by the way, it goes Ronaldo, then Kylie Jenner, then Messi, and then Selena Gomez. Oh wow. In order.
3: That is Selena not who Gomez. I would have guessed to be at number four. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's <laughs> to <laughs> Selena. <laughs>
1: Shout out to Selena Gomez.
3: Not oh, who, would have, who would have thought that the Klingeron friend in that relationship is Taylor Swift, not Selena <laughs> Exactly. What a plot twist.
1: But um, we're getting to the hour, and Damo has the F107 derby to watch, so we should be wrapping things up. Oh, yeah, up. it
2: is. Yeah, oh, shit.
1: Yeah. Uh, any, any closing thoughts on just how um, good this World Cup was, fellas? I,
2: I'm unashamedly going to say that this has probably been my favourite World Cup. Mm-hmm. Amen. Like Italy winning in 2006, Germany. It comes very close. This probably the. I was only eight when that happened, and obviously, Italy winning. I wasn't really into football that much. I was biggest AFL nerd ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think this for me probably just, just, just eclipses it. Just. Purely for the storylines. And uh, yeah, this is like the, the end game. This was the end game. <laughs> World God. Cup for me. Purely yeah. because, yeah, the 32 teams. Obviously, the next one's the 46 or whatever it is, 48. Yeah. Uh, but with the three. With this, the three is, um, this was the most pure World Cup. It's just a shame that it had to be held Yeah. in Qatar
3: it's an interesting one because obviously off-field I won't remember it very fondly Mm -hmm. Um, just for and I'm not even going to get into the whole like all like Qatar's so much worse than the West or whatever but like the decisions they made during the tournament were really odd the banning of BR the suppressing of foreign medias and things like that the Infantino quotes off yeah (laughs) today Um, I am a migrant worker (laughs) mm. (laughs) What a strange. <laughs> Sorry, look, I am. Thing, I, right? I feel yeah. a migrant worker, which is even more yeah. sus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, look, off field, it had a lot of hiccups and it's a touchy one. But, like, on field, yeah, 20, 2014, I'll always really, really love because I'm such a big fan of the German national team and getting to see them win a World Cup was really fucking awesome for me. 06 was my first World Cup. I was just that little bit older and more invested in football to really remember it. It's like my core foundational football memories are that World Cup and Cardiff's FA Cup final loss to Portsmouth in I think 2007. Sheffield, and that's Portsmouth. Like half of my over half of my football identity comes from those two periods. But for me, yeah, this just the quality of play, there was so many incredible matches so many memorable moments and storylines and all capped off with what I think is probably the best storyline of them all, which is Messi lifting the trophy Mm in what'll be his final of a World Cup to put the cherry on top of one of, if not sport's greatest legacy.
1: That's very fair. I like that. I I tend to agree with you boys on fields. It's up there, off field, unfortunate. I still, I've got love for the South African World Cup as well. Total football was back... On during the uh, back in the day, Santo chilaro Ed Cavalli. Santa that, that was the funniest off-field. That was the funniest one. Oh, that was the funniest oh, one. Yeah, had, uh, and stuff. we had the uh, obviously the all-time great story of North Korea lifting the trophy there. So, well, that yeah. is true. <laughs> they
3: won. They won all the games. They beat yeah. Brazil seven-two. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we went <were 7-2>. 7 <laughs> we like these big glasses? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the did kind of ruin it, <laughs> but it also had us it gave us that Shakira song. So yeah, pros and cons. Plus, plus, New
2: Zealand only undefeated team at the 2010 World That's Cup. That's it, mate. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to say this, this is a genuine question. Like 2026, if you went to Canada, uh, America, and mm. Mexico, would you feel more safe in Qatar? Or in those three countries. Genuinely. Well, I'd places.
3: feel safer in uh, Canada, that's Canada, for sure. obviously,
2: yeah. Okay, um, what about
1: I'd the US? Feel,
3: I'd feel comparable in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Like, the cartels threaten me about as much as the fact that I might accidentally mention that I like the gays. Mm. US, though, <laughs> oh, mate, I'm way more likely to die in America than Qatar. Just don't go to a school.
1: You'll be yeah. fine. But I
3: don't have to. It doesn't have to be a school. All I have to do is like look at someone, and he'll be like, "Bam!" and blow my yeah. head off. It like, depends. It depends where you go. I, think, I
1: imagine but, they'll host yeah, most of the games in like I'm, California and, and yeah, New York and whatever. That's, like what
2: that's what I. think. I think I've planned on doing. But yeah. what I'm trying to say is that I think this World Cup actually take away the obviously you can't. The, the migrant the workers the actual yes, tournament yes. itself I think was the best run tournament yeah it's been pretty... apart from the, apart from the the Budweiser and all the beer and stuff I well, think fan wise well that was actually, the silver lining of it did you know. see
3: this is the this is the first World Cup in history that an English fan hasn't been arrested yeah yes. that's shocking it was the first going one with on. no beer yeah. which I'm all for I think alcohol at sport is a Massively overrated. It, that's right. It needs thing. to
2: be. It needs to be um regulated.
1: But. Um, it'll, How it'll, many of those Melbourne Victory fans were drunk as shit?
3: Do you reckon I guarantee you,
2: ninety-eight percent. Yeah,
1: it's mm. a fair. It's a fair question to
2: ask. So I, I, I just wanna, I just wanted to put that out there though. Like, I genuinely think that this World Cup has its negatives. Mm-hmm. It had its negatives, but it also had some very profound a, positives as a, well. It's a critically missed opportunity to, for Qatar. Qu- yeah.
3: If they didn't do so many silly off-field shenanigans... That's right.
2: Yeah. They,
3: had, they were given the perfect sports-washing item in this World Cup. Exactly. But they bottled it with suppressing the journalists, reversing BR, and yes. the decision about the rainbow armbands. They yeah. let those yeah. three things go and everyone is just like oh my god qatar is amazing we will run i
1: I sure want to run. forget yeah. about like you know the debts when it comes to building all of these beautiful stadiums that they have like yeah. you you, you forget,
3: forget that i think the, the the on field play if there wasn't so much stuff that kept cropping up during the world cup i think the on field play makes you forget that you kind of just mm. sweep that bit under the rug because yeah. everything else is so perfect
1: it's important not to forget it though
3: but oh, it also I totally happened in
1: agree. brazil Absolutely. so you know yeah Aye, 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 aye,
2: aye, 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 But, uh, yeah, I think um, mostly it was a successful World Cup.
1: I tend to agree.
2: I tend to agree. Do you want
3: to know the best part, lads? Oh, please. We've only got seven more months till it all happens again on Australian shores. That's it. Wow.
1: That's it, brother. Yeah, That's it. Unless that. football has been in Australia by that time. Can I see individuals? Goddamn hoons. But uh, yeah, I think with that, we'll wrap things up, boys. It's been a good uh, good little chat. It's been a pleasure.
2: Absolute pleasure. And um, let's go Central Coast. Time to watch the F327 <laughs> Derby. <laughs> Shut <up. laughs> uh, That's it, mate. Check us out on Instagram, social media, the
1: Twitters, and all that crap. Um, give it a like, give it a share, blah, blah, blah. Thank you, boys, for joining me. Hope you guys uh, have had a fun time. Sure have. Listen to Rear of the Green. That's it, mate. This has been the four man wall. Thank you all.
0: Lionel Messi has conquered his final peak. Lionel Messi has shaken hands with paradise. The little boy from Rosario Santa Fe has just pitched up in heaven.